Bronx Don't Lie Podcast with your host, Anton and regular Steve. Please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all of your support. Without you, none of this would be possible. Now, Balls Don't Lie. Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. On today's show, with the season of the NBA only two weeks away, we go inside the NBA bubble. The snitch hotline. Players in the stands as fans. What a weird concept. And then we go into the season awards. Rookie of the year. MVP. Defensive player of the year. Coach of the year. We'll get regular Steven's opinion on all that on this episode of Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N, with my esteemed co-host, regular Steven. What's going down, brother? Not much, man. Pretty tired. Tired as Pretty hell. Tired. <laughs> had a really busy weekend with not much sleep, uh-huh. uh, fitting in homework. We had a tournament down in Mooresville, which went better than usual. Okay. They actually played pretty well. That's good. Uh, they went one and one in the pool play, which is a weird pool play number of games. But anyways, then they made it to the next round. They lost that game three to one. But in the first in pool play, they lost uh, 12-11 or 11 to 10, something like that. Okay. In the first game. Pretty good game. Not bad. Uh, and then they won their next game eight to two. Mm. And then they lost uh, three to one in bracket play. Okay. So they were eliminated after that. But they played a good game. Which is a lot different than some of these tournaments where they've been getting stomped on. Right. It's never fun watching games that they get stomped on. No, and it's not fun for them to go play them either. No. But uh, the schedule was fun. Friday, we had a game at 8 at night. So mm-hmm. then we stayed down at my mom's in Greenwood because the next day they had a game at 10 in the morning. Man. Then we had to be there for an 8 o'clock in the morning game on Sunday. So we left Lafayette. We came back on Saturday, left Lafayette. At 5.45 in the morning mm-hmm. to get there. I, that night, stayed up till about 4 in the morning doing homework. Slept for about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then Emma drove down. I got to sleep in the car a little bit. Came back Sunday. It was really weird to be back before noon on a Sunday after playing a game in Indianapolis. But yeah. that's how early 8 o'clock is. Um, and then uh, took a little nap. Did a bunch of homework. Slept. It's been... I'm just... I'm not even caught up on sleep. Then workout today at 7 a.m. We had a workout yesterday at noon. Uh, yeah. Man, I'm going to have to keep my eye on you. That couch back there is probably yeah. looking good to you then. Yeah. A little sleepy, a little you tired. A little sleepy. Bro. But, you know, it is what it is. This is life. How was your weekend? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, brother. Uh, not much going on. Uh, son started basketball up for real this time. And uh, it did okay this weekend. Uh, they lost. Let's see. The games, I didn't get to see the Saturday games because I worked. I know they won one and they lost one. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, they did the exact same thing. They won their first game uh, by one point and they lost their second game by about 12 playing a Chicago team. Really? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, them boys can ball. But they they hung well, though. Yeah. You know, they weren't totally outmatched. Outside, yeah. Uh, He did okay. He did Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, He's still getting warmed up to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. He needs to work on a few things still you mm-hmm. know um still trying to overcome his uh weight problem he just yeah just a little dude but i was telling him it's not an excuse because i see a lot of little dudes out here getting busy so you know 
Got to have the but mentality. We, yeah, it's a lot about mentality. So we're working on that. But overall, uh, the games were good. Um, good. Enjoyable to watch. They got a. They did get a medal around their neck. I don't know what place they finished. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know how I feel about medals. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's good. It's good that he's back doing something anyways. That's good for him with everything that got, you know, shut down. You know, our, all our rec league got shut down. Uh, Ethan's fall ball that we we're going to do, that's yeah. canceled now. Mm-hmm. So, it's good for them to be able to at least have some kind of a season. Yeah. So, you know, regardless of the circumstances, it's still good. Yeah, so and I'm glad they're about the mandate putting these masks back on because good lord, yeah, there was a lot of people with no mask in that building. <laughs> I had mine on, but man, I, yeah, I and you're inside. Probably like seven out of ten people didn't have a mask on. Yeah, that's that's, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But what do we do besides wear our mask, man? I know. Well, down at the Indy Sports Park uh, two weekends ago. That's in Marion County, and there's a mask mandate in Marion yeah. County. Mm-hmm. Um, except, you know, and it, you know, Grant, look, it is outside. Yeah, so outdoors. if you're six feet apart, and a lot of people are six feet right. apart from people, I get it. Uh, but one of the ladies in the concession stand serving food wasn't wearing a mask. Like, mm-hmm. you got to be kidding me. There's a mask mandate. You're serving food. We walked away, went to the other concession stand right. on the other end of the park. Right. Because, sorry, not getting food from you. You're right. not, like, come on. This is, yep. this is just, yeah. But, yeah, people are not. Uh, really wanting to wear masks. <laughs> Even in places where it's mandated, they're not wanting to wear masks. Right. So, yeah. It is what it is. All right, man. Well, let's get to the show, brother. Let's go inside Absolutely. this NBA bubble. Absolutely. We are two weeks away. Did you, real quick, I know we have some topics to touch on, but mm-hmm. I want to tell you, uh, we were worried about, is this really going to happen? Mm-hmm. Nobody, they said the last round of testing came back. Nobody tested positive. Such a blessing. So that is a good sign good that we sign. are actually going to get basketball. They just got to keep it up for a couple more weeks, yeah. and then we're there. So that being said, what do we got to talk about with the bubble? Oh, man. Well, let's go first into the snitch hotline. <laughs> <laughs> interesting concept. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept, but. Somewhat of a necessary evil, though, you know. Who wants to be the player that ruins the entire NBA season for right. good? <laughs> yeah. You know how people piled on Rudy Gobert in the beginning. Which he really was, wasn't that fair. It was Except for the little move that he did where yeah, he was touching all the stuff, microphones. Yeah. That was kind of Everybody was up. somewhat naive about it back then. Right. But now, with all the information and going through the, what, what's it been, five months yeah, I guess. Five months of this craziness in this pandemic. Who wants to be that guy that's just being, you know, careless and outside without your mask wherever you're, you know, supposed to wear your mask at? And and then, you know, people we know that we don't like snitching. You know, it's just a thing. So <laughs> if it's something, you know, serious and we have to do it, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's a weird concept, and then they put snitching, the word snitching hotline. What do they actually label it? I don't remember, <laughs> but they <laughs> it's some sort of I mean, official title. Yeah, Safety but, reporting hotline. I don't know what, I don't what, know, what, what but, it actually is. But it's, it's definitely needed. It is needed. You know, people have to abide by the rules. It's just that simple. Now, I don't want people to be abusing it and... You know, I don't, I don't know what the, the actual rules are within the bubble and probably build certain buildings you go into you have to have a mask on and whatever whatever but i'm sure somebody's going to abuse it and you know 
Hey, yeah. I seen LeBron yesterday outside, <laughs> well, outside with his, his mask pulled down and he wasn't using it correctly. You know. Well, that's the thing. I wonder, what I would really like to know is what is the process of verifying the information? Right. Because if somebody does call and say something, how do they go? I mean, I know there's cameras uh, probably set up all over the place. There's a lot of cameras. There's a lot of monitoring lot of, of these players going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, like Doc Rivers was joking around. Yeah. He's going to be calling on Popovich. and He's going to be calling right. on all these guys. Co- joking he said i'm gonna call on lebron I'm right. be, eventually we're just gonna be the only team <laughs> like, right. but all joking aside, i mean what's stopping these guys from calling and saying certain things yeah. uh you know but i feel like just the code of you're not you can't be doing that yeah it's bad enough to report somebody <laughs> not that look and that yeah the snitching word gives it such a negative connotation but you should be calling yeah. because this is there is so much at stake. It's not like you're calling and getting mm-hmm. them sent to prison. Right. You're trying to finish out the season here. There's Everyone's agreed to this. If you don't want to follow the rules, then you shouldn't mm-hmm. have reported to the bubble. You had the option to not come. Right. So for all the guys that are there, you have to assume they want to be there. Mm-hmm. They're trying to win. They're trying to be a part of this. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you're not following along with that, then why are you here? Don't mess it up for the rest of us. So yeah. I think that's the only thing that kind of – alleviate some of the snitch aspect of it because you don't have to be here no you definitely don't so yeah yeah it's kind of weird i mean if you're in this bubble though the the bubble should be pretty you know pretty much a safe zone pretty much everywhere you're going if they're testing everybody i wonder if the biggest worry is them sneaking in people from the outside or people sneaking out and then coming back in you know Mm -hmm. that's that's the most snitch worthy thing, snitch worthy thing that I can think of. You know, if you're outside, you know, you're in a building without your mask on. I get it, you know, but this whole environment should be, for the most part, very sterile because that's what it's supposed to be out here. But when you bring in your side IG piece, and you know, and you a lot of these guys have a lifestyle that they're having to either <laughs> you slide out and hit the club one time exactly and, know, and you come back so exactly yeah <laughs> because there's already people coming back in in and out that are probably not being tested as regular at least the people that they're connected to you know the people the hotel hotel staff right all that kind of stuff i think that's kind of the thing they're worried about too you, you do have people coming in and out that are probably putting people at risk that's why the masks are important that's mm-hmm. why distancing is important mm-hmm. that's why uh, testing these guys so frequently because everyone keeps saying well uh if they're all being tested and i was kind of having this wonder too if they're all being tested and they all come back negative then what's the what's the big deal but there's i guess it's the worry about false negatives um maybe it just not showing up in the test yet right uh just whatever whatever that's why they're still having the because i kept saying that too i feel like i brought i don't know if i brought that up on the podcast or, or not but the coaches like I was saying, because they're talking about how they're worried about these coaches and their sick, the older guys, older especially guys, yeah. being in the huddle real close to a bunch of players. And right. I thought, well, but if the players all test negative, then what's the danger for the coach if they're around a bunch of people that we know don't have it? But I right. guess it's just the false negative and making sure that they're taking every single precaution just in case. And right. that's 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 really what it is. It's just it's dotting the dotting the i's and crossing the t's to the extreme. Right. Um, just just being extra extra safe so i think that's i guess that's that's what it is but yeah Yeah. it is interesting content (laughs) i'm gonna say one more thing and this is not even on our thing but talking about like all the you know the lifestyle the ig models and all that okay so 
you know, staffing this uh, whole NBA bubble. Is it, uh, <laughs> was it, I wonder if they're using existing staff or did they kind of like put out the applications? Like, Because <laughs> no. I could just see a whole bunch of like, you know, Mm-hmm. Florida, you know, the mm-hmm. Florida Miami models and all that. Trying to Ooh, all of a sudden get a job a, at the hotel. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a high concentration of NBA players in right. one spot for three to four months. Right. Hmm, maybe we should try to go down here and get a job. Yeah. No, I, I, I would imagine they that it was all existing staff. That's what I would, uh, that's what I would imagine. I would hope. Uh, oh, but I'm sure there'll be stories that come out. Uh, there was a couple. I wanted to ask you this. Uh, there's a couple guys. Um, who was it? Dwight Howard. He got called on, right? Mm-hmm. Snitch Highline. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I don't know if this was confirmed, but I heard about JaVale McGee and Kyle Kuzma. Uh, what are the chances the guy that called was LeBron? Because <laughs> I have a feeling that he's got people out looking at the Lakers player. He's looking at the Lakers probably harder than he's looking know, at right? any other team. Like, yeah. you motherfucker are not going to mess this up for me. Right. <laughs> I'm calling Dwight's out. Look at Dwight out at the pool. Got no mask. <laughs> Can someone call on? Uh, I see Dwight Howard out here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> he running surveillance on his whole squad. That's hilarious. LeBron is so motivated. Oh, man. He looks like he's he... in super shape. He ain't he hasn't used any uh hair color on his beard. No. Nope. He's just like, shoot, we going to work. I am yes. <laughs> when we do our predictions, this LeBron is weighing into my thought process big time. Oh yeah. He's super motivated. I love it. I love it. All right, man. On to the next thing. Yep. Next interesting topic. Players in the stands as fans. That is a beautiful thing to me, man. Um I'm so excited to hear just the the overall ambiance of a game. Hearing the players talk. You hear the coaches talk. Players talking crap on the court. Now we have a whole thing where the whole thing is going to be full with other players from other teams just sitting there watching the game. That's very – that's just beautiful to me. I don't know if they're going to be interacting you know, how we play to the crowd. Now you could be seeing people you actually know in the crowd and pointing to them like, yeah, you next or, you know what I mean? So I just think that's beautiful. I can't wait to see how that looks and sounds. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. What? Okay, so when there's college games or summer league games, all these kinds of things, yeah. and you'll see like, okay, summer league, obviously mm-hmm. the big time guys, if you're not a first or second year player, you're not just trying to make a team mm-hmm. or a rookie, you're not playing. So you'll see LeBron come to summer league and see Zion, or you see these guys show up at Kentucky or Duke games mm-hmm. in, in college yep. and watch these guys in college. Sure enough. And that is the big thing that they always highlight on the broadcast. Look who's in the building to right, watch this. Right, and right, now right. you're going to have a whole stands whole full stands. of look who's in the building to watch mm-hmm. Lakers, Bucks, look who's in the, you know, whatever. Uh, nobody respects what's going on more than the court on the court than people who also do it because they really understand right. what exactly they're seeing. They understand what exactly it takes to be there. Nobody has more appreciation mm-hmm. than, than current and former players for what they're seeing on the court. So having a stands full of those guys that are really, I think you're going to see some cool moments there, like you said, some pointing, some trash talking right. maybe. Hopefully. Uh, especially in regular season games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think that adds a really interesting element. And it makes it so that it's not quite so empty because I just yeah. really think playing in front of nothingness mm-hmm. is really weird. It's right. just a really weird thing. And mm-hmm. I think the more people that can fit in those stands – 
players. I think it's a it's, it only is a good thing yeah. for the atmosphere and just the whole energy of it's it. It's beautiful. It also makes coaches have to be more uh, innovative, uh, be more fluid. They have to change strategies more often. You can't call out a play and everybody hear it, <laughs> right, <laughs> you right, know? Right. So next time you call that play, everybody know. Hey, LeBron, he about to set the screen on you. <laughs> Just You hear it from the yeah. stands. like So yeah. you have to be ever-changing in, in all your strategies and everything. So I think it's, it's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. <laughs> I just can't wait. All right, man. Uh, I was going to talk about this preseason thing. You know, they're shortening the games to 10 minutes, but that's only for the first game. The most interesting part about it is uh, coaches talking about um, setting up game situations and collaborating just to get everybody back acclimated to playing sports again competitively. Uh, I just thought it was pretty dope that coaches would do that, you know, for each other. And I guess they all understand they're in the same boat, uh, just getting their players' feet wet once again and seeing game situations and, you know, trying to work through this all together. So I just thought that was pretty dope. I think it is cool. I think it is cool. Just another sign of unity and, you know, it's a fraternity. Yes, it is. And these guys, I think – if you ask them to a man, I think most of these guys, uh, you know, they may not all be the friendliest with each other, but you know, you look at coaches, it's, it's so there's just a lot of respect there. Again, mm-hmm. they know what it takes to be there. Uh, they know how to evaluate coaches better than anyone. You know, we can sit here and go, Oh, this coach sucks. Look at their team. But I think as a coach, like if I'm Popovich, I, I can evaluate, of Brad Stevens. I can see the genius of Brad Stevens mm-hmm. more than I can see it because right. I'm I'm Popovich. Right. I know I know what this is. And I you you see and that's when you hear, you know, Brad Stevens gets a lot of praise from a lot of those guys where it's mm-hmm. like, man, I'm not sure I, I mean they play hard. I don't know. But like knowing the ins and outs of everything that they're doing. Right. Uh I think those guys again, it's just the appreciation of they know how hard it is to be there mm-hmm. and they know how smart these guys have to be. And I think you know, just going through this again, we're all in this together. This is a very unique situation, very. and it is cool to see everybody coming together very. and kind of working together to to get this thing to happen. I think it. I think it is very cool. Yeah, you think the last dance had all the viewership? Wait until the NBA bubble documentary. Comes oh goodness! Out. Oh, my oh Lord. man, that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. I bet you there's going to be cameras everywhere just filming everything because they already know. Disney's going to put this shit out like, yo, this is going to sell like the Avengers uh, Infinity War. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my calendar for 20 years from now. I'm going to do it right now. 20 years from now. Bubble uh, Doc. <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's take a quick break. All right. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the season awards. It's going to be interesting. We'll be right back on this episode of Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Let's talk about the season awards, regular Steven. Let's do it. All right. Uh, these awards are only based on the 65 games they made it through. Yep, I think that's and, good. And that's what they're going to stick at. They're not going to add in these last eight in the playoffs and all that. It's just the 65. Yep. So, uh, let's start. Rookie of the year, John Morant. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, Zion really never had a, a, a legit chance to capture that award due to injury and things like that. 
So, yeah, and Josh State consistent, has his team in playoff contention. You can't really go wrong. I think we all know who's the best probably uh, rookie, but Ja, he does deserve it. He's a very good player too. He does deserve He's it. He's going to be a superstar. He is. He does deserve it. He should get it. I think that I do think there was a chance for Zion if, if yeah. the season didn't get canceled. Essentially, yeah. uh, he obviously didn't have enough time in the first part of the year. I just think if they if they could have come back and made the playoffs and taken that eight seed yeah. from because if if Zion had played the whole year and you look at the numbers he's putting up, Zion's your rookie of the year. Easily. Zion, you he know, could have been damn near in the MVP race. <laughs> the numbers is real tough. Yeah, I mean, it's at least top five, top seven, probably, yeah, probably. you know, just with the numbers and the yeah. shooting percentage and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, it's got to be John Moran. Got to be John Moran. Absolutely. Uh, coach of the year. Mm. They have Nick Nurse uh, receiving 15 of the – how many votes do they have? Uh, let me get – I forget what it was. I think Vogel had two. Budenheiser had four, I believe. But, needless to say, Nurse, he's a lead in the pack quite handily and I think he deserves it man you know <clears throat> they have what 50 no it was 48 wins no it was 53 wins excuse me I'm sorry 53 wins and they lost Kawhi most people didn't think they would still be at the quote unquote elite level they are in the east but they, they're doing their thing only other person I think who deserves it possibly is Donovan because Nobody expected them to even be competitive, especially in the West. And they're currently sitting at the number seven seed, I believe, or six or seven seed. And they're doing their thing. So I don't know what you think, but they got it right for the most part. Yeah, you stole my stole my thunder there. I was I I think <laughs> I do think it should be Donovan um, because of that same reason. They've run out of basically a three guard lineup to close right. out games. Uh, you lose Westbrook and Paul George. Right. Uh, they tried to be bad, and yeah. it just didn't it work. Didn't work. Uh, they just seem to be that franchise that kind of – they just seem to be really – they're really smart. They're mm-hmm. really good at roster building, even when they're maybe trying <laughs> – I don't know if they – I don't know what their goal was, but it kind of looked like they were trading – I mean, they were trading away you know, George for picks and, and right. just all that. So – yeah, no one thought that they would that they would be there to be able to do. If you look up and down that roster, and you tell me that's uh, a top five, six team in the West, then you're just out of your mind. Billy Donovan, to me, I think I think should have uh, I think should get it just because of that reason. The you know, yeah, you know, some of these coaches that are on you know that have these really good teams. Sure, I mean, yeah, you probably did a great job coaching, but. Even if you look at the Raptors roster, you look at what – if you're telling me what Siakam is, what they keep saying that he is, and you have Lowry, you have a team that won, you won, the, won the championship and you lost Kawhi Leonard, but the Thunder had a team that wasn't – they were in the playoffs. Uh, were they a seven seed last year or something like that? There was something like that. And you lost Paul places. George and Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. and then you got better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have no argument. With I'm that. gonna, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with, with Billy Donovan on that one. <laughs> hey, I have no argument with that. It is quite amazing. I thought they would be firmly out of the playoffs. Yes, everyone did. Firmly, no one thought they were gonna be. That was the whole thing. How's how's Chris Paul gonna react to this? How's he gonna mm-hmm. deal with being on? 
they're not. He's yeah. not reacting. They're winning games. They're winning games. Yeah. Yeah. Got to put some respect on that man's name, uh, uh, Chris Paul. Yes. You actually do. You know, I've never been a huge fan of him. He's a baller. It's no question. He'll be a Hall of Famer. But this year is kind of really showing when you have a great point guard, it kind of greases all the things and makes things run much smoother. So. And two other point guards that they run out yeah, there, basically. Dennis Schroeder. And uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Probably Nick Nurse is going to win it, but Donovan <laughs> should. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, defensive player of the year. I don't think it's a question. Um, Giannis, he's the best defender we've seen in a very long time. So, he's going to win it pretty much every year. That's just how it's going to go. Um AD and Bam, both of them are great defenders, but Giannis is going to win. It's just the size and athleticism, strength. That dude is a beast. I don't think I could even – I don't know how anybody scores on that guy. <laughs> it's just that simple, so I don't know. I look at defensive player rating, and I don't understand the stat, so <clears throat> I, it just, it's just too much stuff going into it, but. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> right. Giannis should win that. I I, I think I tend to agree with you. I think the top three there look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you can always throw a Rudy Gobert type of guy in there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I I agree. I think it's got to be Giannis. I don't really have much to say on it. Yeah. Uh, other than Adebayo locked up Giannis when they played. But whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no, in all seriousness, it's got to be Giannis. It's got to be Giannis. Yeah. All right, next award. We got sixth man of the year. This is the Clippers award. It seems like it every year now. With Sweet Lou and Montrez. I don't know. I don't even know who else could be within. Uh, <laughs> who, do, who do they got? Let's see. They got Montrez, Dennis Schroeder. He's second. Mm-hmm. And Lou Will. That was it. I'm going to go Schroeder. Just to just switch it up. I'm going to go Schroeder. That's sure. cool. He's been giving boys buckets. I know he played when they played the Lakers twice. I think he scored thirty points both games. So I know at least one of them did. He, I think he may score twenty something in the second game. But yeah, I don't keep too much track on the six man stuff. So yeah, I'm not, me not, I don't know who would be in the other, uh, you know, guys that we throw in there. I mean, there's there's always yeah. other guys, but but uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'll go with Schroeder just for the hell of it. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Lou Williams seems like to be the – if you say six-man, you always think Lou Williams. I think he's kind of marketed as that guy. Yeah. Montrez also. So, anyways, we'll see. They can't have two six-man. Someone's got to be the seventh man. I th- <laughs> <laughs> they can't come off the bench at the same time. <laughs> they actually do it. Well, but I, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't just... both be the six-man. Who's, who's – Six and 6.5. <laughs> <laughs> six A and we six gotta B. we got to create a seventh-man award. <laughs> who's the seventh-man award? <laughs> Eighth-man. <laughs> they should do that. We got the tenth-man on the bench. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next award, which is very intriguing. Most improved player. Autobio, thanks. Statistically, no, actually, but yes, I, I, I tend to agree. <laughs> but bam, this year, 16.2 points a game, 10 and a half boards, 
uh, 5.1 assists, which is pretty That's freaking amazing. That's, yeah. that, that is very amazing. He's shooting, I think it was 56% from the field. Uh, last year, he only averaged nine points, seven rebounds, and uh, two assists. Um, I think his minutes went up. It was like 12 minutes a game. Yeah, so, White, Hassan Whiteside, see you later. Yeah, Van Matabayo, thank you mm-hmm. for – yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next contender is Brandon Ingram. Um, 24 points a game versus 18 last year. Six rebounds, four assists. Uh, pretty steady there from last year. Nice improvement. Getting the lion's share of the touches now. Kind of to be expected. Uh, Devontae Graham has had the hugest jump. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not even close. It's 18 points this year versus four points last year. But his minutes went up almost like 16 minutes or something per game. So, you know, he's had some great games this year. I've seen him play a couple times. And he is a hooper. Uh, I think he's got a long career ahead of him. Uh, the last one was Jason Tatum, and that one kind of shocked me. Yeah, averaging 23 points this year. He only averaged 15.7 last year. I was like, oh, I thought I thought he did more than that last year. But, mm, I, <clears throat> I mean, I know you're going to lean towards Bam. Well, there's a yeah. reason for it aside yeah. from aside from bias, though. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. If you just if you look at a guy like Brandon Ingram, for one, would Brandon Ingram have those numbers if Zion was healthy all year? The answer is no. no. Devontae Graham, someone's got to shoot the ball. Yeah. And oh, I forgot to leave. I left a stat out on Devontae. He's only shooting thirty-seven percent from the field. <laughs> and neither of those guys did much when it came came to came to, to winning. So right. okay, I mean, again. Someone's going to score the points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with Bam, and this is something that you have to take into account, is the heat. The numbers are going to be a little skewed. I think when you when you look at the points, because they're a very balanced team. Nobody's getting tons of shots. Even Jimmy Butler, these guys. There's games where Jimmy Butler's scoring, you know, eight points. He's taking five shots, but he's going to have rebounds and assists. And it's the same thing with all those guys. Mm-hmm. There just isn't – someone's going to get the points, but it's usually such a it's, – it's a balance. There really is no focal point. Um, whereas, yeah, some of these guys, you're a shot – you're putting up so many shots, mm-hmm. you're, and, and you're going to be able to. Right. Um, Adebayo is just not that type of player. But deeper than the numbers, you look at his presence on the court and what he became for them, mm-hmm. and also you throw in the defensive aspect because you're talking about he's the only other guy that you just named that's also – Top, we'll say five on defensive player of the year. Right. Uh, right. So, I think you got to take that into account. And he's involved in a, a winning team, a high level team, uh-huh. and he's a, he's probably he's probably the most important piece on that team. You can you can talk about Butler, but I think Jimmy Butler would actually tell you yeah. that it's Bam. Um, I think the coaching staff and Pat Riley, I think uh, Spolster, all those guys, I think they'd all tell you. It's Bam. The, in terms of setting the mentality, that was a lot to do with Butler, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, being the leader in terms of kind of leading the charge with that. Obviously, they're known for that anyways, but you bring in a guy like that. But in terms of just like on the court, what they're trying to do, what their plans for the future are, you're, you're talking about Bam Adebayo. So for me, yes, of course, it's biased. Kentucky guy, one of my favorite Kentucky guys, always been a Bam guy. He's a Heat guy. Yes, there's tons of biases there, but there's – there's real reason why I think he should win most improved player. 
And that's what that's what I just told you. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> oh man, I don't really know who to go with on this. I think it was just more interesting to see the jump between these players. Uh, Bi, obviously, that's one of my guys. I love his game. I'm just waiting on him to put some weight in his pockets, mm-hmm. you know. And it's shown, you know, incrementally he's growing in weight and he's getting stronger. And it's showing in his performances. He's definitely not – I don't think he can be the number one guy on a winning team per se, but he's definitely number two for sure. He's a great second option. Um, I don't blame him for all the losses that they've taken. I'm not blaming they, him either. Yeah, just they just – they don't have – they went a long time without Lonzo, you know, and even even having Lonzo is not going to win you, a, you know, all the games. But he is a gr- he's a very good point guard. It's just that simple. He's not a scoring point guard. He's a point guard with the quotations on it. Boom, boom. Grease is a lot of problems. So I think they would have had more a few more wins if he uh, was healthy. And then, of course, Zion. If Zion was there the entire season, I think he would have bam numbers. B.I. would, you know, 16, 17, 18 points, just like last year. Shooting a decent percentage, you know, 47, I think, percent, you know, from the field. So, but I'll give, I'll go with your decision just because you, you're more well-versed in. And how to bioism. In, 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 in your, <laughs> your bamisms. I like that. I like that. But, well, the thing with Ingram, too, was you noticed when Zion came back, he was obviously the one that had to take the biggest step back. Yeah. So it would have been interesting. We just didn't, we didn't get to see it that long. Maybe they would have figured it out. But Ingram's numbers obviously dropped way down. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, you know, there's a huge reason for that. But I think if they had been given more time, it would have been interesting to see how they would have been able to kind of work that out a little bit so that Ingram was more comfortable mm-hmm. taking a step back or just kind of sharing that role a little bit. Um, that was a big adjustment that he had to make in terms of putting the team on his back to all of a sudden uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily being the focal point of the offense when he's on the court. Right. So, you know, to be fair to him, that's a big adjustment. It'll be interesting to see how they look moving forward now that they get more time together on the court and yeah. on the practice court. Um, so I'm not trying to hate on Brandon Ingram. Oh, I'm I just know. saying, I know. I know. It, you know, <laughs> if if he had the Zion there, the same way that Bam has, you know, Jimmy Butler or someone else that can take away stats, mm-hmm. um, I don't think the stats look quite as good. I do like him as a player, though. I do think he improved a lot. I like the Pelicans in general. Yeah, they got a nice little core well, there. One or two more pieces, they're going to be extra tough, extra tough. Um, Jason Tatum, that just surprised me. I thought he averaged more points last year. People talk about him so, especially last year. They they just, oh, he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be a star. Like man, he only averaged fifteen point seven points though last year. I thought thought he was doing much better, but I guess they were right. He's doing, you know, twenty three point seven points a game this year. Number two in the East right now. I'm not mad at him. He's had some monster games. He's had some clutch shots and everything. So I ain't mad at him. Bam is gonna win it though, guaranteed. Bam is gonna win. All right, last one. The MVP race, Giannis versus LeBron. According to them, Giannis is uh, leading uh, hands down. I think it was 17 votes to three. I don't agree with the, you know, such a big disparity, but I do agree that Giannis should be MVP. Um, His numbers are just absolutely stupid. 29 points a game in 30 minutes. You know, what is it, 13.7 rebounds and (laughs) 5.8 assists. Those are stupid numbers in 30 minutes. That's just 
what else do you do? He, best defender in the league, number one in the East. Yeah, I want to I, I want to argue for LeBron, but I I really can't versus those numbers. Only thing I can say about LeBron is LeBron is thirty freaking five, and he did it in the West. His numbers are great too, but they're not that great. I'm going to make the case for LeBron because I actually think it should be LeBron, but there's it's not just about what happens on the court. It's about me trying to get into the minds of voters. The story of LeBron winning the MVP is greater than the story of Giannis winning the MVP. Giannis also has plenty of years to win more MVPs. True. And also LeBron had very, I would say, two or three MVPs stolen from him when he was putting up the same kinds of numbers that Giannis is putting up now. So I'm not going to be weeping for Giannis if he doesn't win this MVP because it happens to a lot of guys. Jordan should have won more MVPs than he did. LeBron should certainly have won more MVPs than he did. And the season that LeBron had, I think, is worthy of an MVP. I understand Giannis put up sick, insane numbers. So did LeBron. LeBron reinvented himself. Average over, t- He's led the league in assists. Yep. Uh, that's a big deal when you're talking about someone who doesn't play point guard, right. um, whatever. We've all known that LeBron could do that if he wanted to. Uh-huh. And this year he decided he wanted to and, he, and that it was needed of him. He bend – with Anthony Davis coming in, LeBron had to make an adjustment. LeBron has to make an adjustment to stay healthy. That's why he needed an Anthony Davis. I think that has to go into it other than just the numbers. Because I think LeBron could put up the same numbers. Did he? No. But that's not what was going to make them successful long term. There's got to be other factors that go into this other than just looking at numbers. If it was just numbers, then LeBron would have won more. So I I, I, I can I – can, okay, if Giannis wins it, I'm not going to be mad at that. All I'm saying is I think LeBron – I can't make an argument based on the numbers. You just can't. But I do think that he's still deserving of an MVP. If we're talking about what most valuable player is, I think you can make the same as good of an argument for LeBron. If you're talking best player, it's obviously Giannis. If we're talking valuable, I think you can easily make the argument that LeBron is as valuable, if not more valuable, than what Giannis is to their respective teams. I agree. I agree, but you know how the game goes. It's about the numbers, and that's what's going to happen. LeBron is going to be throughout history. He's going to be the guy you have to put context around all of it. Is he better than Jordan? He didn't win six championships. But LeBron never had, you know, (laughs) I shouldn't say never had the squad that Jordan had, but he went to nine straight. He was still elite 17 years in. All these things, you're going to have to add those in to, justify his stuff every time because he doesn't he's never going to lead the league in points per game you know it's and stuff that the voters use to validate whatever award that you're going to get he's not going to do that he uh takes his time basically now he's like shoot i'm i'm not going to give you 100 percent every every single time because i know i don't need to i know i could feed adm to cool up i might not even play defense 100% of the time because I don't need to. I got AD back there if I let my guy go. So it's just context you have to put uh, LeBron in. If I wanted to, if I was voting, I would vote for LeBron because I've seen all LeBron's games. So I understand why his numbers are where they are. 
they are number one in the West, which is much tougher than the East, of course. But I just know how people vote. The young people are still Team Giannis. First and foremost, he has the most sentiment, you know, on that tip. And then the numbers is just that simple. Giannis is the new and new and improved new version of whatever everybody wants everybody to be. You know, humble guy. He's just a fucking monster though. <laughs> just you know. Yeah. But he is. I you know. Got shut down by Bam. But the yeah. thing is, <laughs> yeah. and he, yes. he got touched up a little bit by A D. Yeah. You so but. so LeBron Yes, is the king of context. It's it's. <laughs> I hate it too. So you got to explain yourself about LeBron every single time. And but the annoying thing is, to. you have to explain it because everyone's so stupid yeah, to you it. You shouldn't have to. Like everyone's just like, whoa, everything's just so concrete. Whoa, right. he didn't win the sixth championship. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, were you did you were you there? Do you understand why that maybe happened? What if LeBron got to play his whole career with Dwayne Wade in Miami? You think they're not winning at least more than least his more. three that he's got now? I mean, like, like, right. You have to assume, especially in that NBA, there's a much better chance that maybe they at least get four, five, maybe. I don't know. Over the span of time, Wade was older, didn't stay healthy as long, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. but that's what it would have been like to have another Hall of Fame player the way Jordan had Pippen. Yeah. And then also had. Dennis Rodman, one of the best defensive players, maybe best rebounder you could argue ever to play the game. Mm-hmm. Other great shooters, the best. Steve Kerr was the best uh, three point percentage shooter career ever. Um, like people act like Jordan was just out here doing it. Like yeah. LeBron's supposed to just do it with the Cleveland Cavaliers with Daniel Gibson and and Anderson Verjao and Zadrunas Ogowskis. Like that's not the same right. as having. <laughs> come on, right. come on. It just doesn't. It's. It's never fair. We've had this conversation many times. Many We're going to do a whole podcast series We're about this <laughs> because there's just so much there. Um, but, yeah, LeBron's never going to be fairly judged. Nope. He's just not. And, and, and it sucks. And that's saying that someone that – I mean, he really is considered pretty much consensus like two. Like most yeah. people will give him two. The they, just won't, they just won't put him above Jordan in their eyes. And, you know – but that's how great LeBron is that it feels like a slight to have him at two. And it might not be because Jordan, you know, I'm not trying to shit on Jordan, no. but it does feel like a slight when the, it only because of what they use against LeBron. That's the only way, thing I don't like. If you want to say you don't think he was as good, you like Jordan's game better, that's fine. You like the style, you want to talk about all that kind of stuff. That's, I get that. Whatever, you know, to each their own. I'm more of a LeBron type of thing, but – don't use the the six championships against them. Don't you can't do that because again you're leaving out so much so context. Much, so so much. much context. Yeah, it's so true. So true. Give Pippen his props, please. Right. Please give Pippen his props. Please do. He didn't have no championships before that man showed up, <laughs> and Pippen went to work after he left. He was still making the playoffs after you left. It's not like the whole team was decimated when you left. Give that man his props, man. Give him props. When they were good with just Pippen, you saw what the Cleveland Cavaliers were with just Kyrie. You saw what the Celtics were with Kyrie as their best player. They're not – like LeBron did that with Kyrie Irving and, and a beat-up Kevin Love. Yeah. And 
Like, come on. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> come on. Come on. And they, you know. I don't even know, man. You run into a KD led. It's like, come on. Come on. It's yeah. ridiculous. But anyways, yes, I I hope LeBron wins it because, like I said, only because he's gotten robbed at least twice. I mean, I could probably go back and look, figure out a couple times. But at least twice. I know I know one mm-hmm. uh, that LeBron's gotten robbed of in terms of MVPs. And so I just I kind of hope he can get another one. LeBron, don't even worry about it if you don't get it. Worry about that finals MVP, man. That is what go he's worried about. Go ahead and grab that. Go ahead and grab that finals MVP. And you'll be all validated from that. <laughs> the thing about LeBron, too, he's so comfortable in himself. Hell he's comfortable. Yeah. He doesn't care what people say. That's why Kevin Durant, well, no one respects me the way they respect LeBron. I beat him in the finals. Why doesn't anyone talk about me as the best mm-hmm. player? The fact that you're sitting there worried about that shit is why you can't beat LeBron. LeBron has so much shit talked about him, and he doesn't care. That shit just rolls off. He knows his greatness, and he knows he doesn't care. The, the scrutiny... The pressure that he's been able to deal with that was put on him coming out of high school and the scrutiny that he gets. like No one is held to a higher standard than LeBron ever. Not anyone. Not even Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. So that's mentality that Kevin Durant has. That is why you can't be LeBron. You can't handle it mentally the way LeBron can. Forget about physical stuff. You're not mentally capable the way LeBron is. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why he's so great. Anyways, yeah, I just had to get that in. It's the king. It's the king. Yes. <laughs> Gray hair, beard. I wonder how his uh, hairline is doing through the pandemic, though. Doesn't look like that. <laughs> the funny thing is when I'm going to be a complete hypocrite in like 20 years when there's some other kid that comes up and everyone's like, no, he is better than LeBron. LeBron. Look at what he's done. And I'm be like, dude, no, dude, you didn't even see, you didn't even see LeBron. You can't even make that. Not anyone can be better than LeBron ever. <laughs> so that's, I'm going to be doing the same thing that all these Jordan heads are doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably true, though. Well, I don't yeah, think LeBron well, is going to ever be duplicated. Not duplicated. Not, not even close, I don't think. It's just, he done so much, so. We'll see, we need to do a whole episode on just LeBron. We got a series. We got I want to do a LeBron series. Yeah, we should. Yeah, the LeBron <laughs> Files. Hopefully he wins this championship this year. But anyways, That'd be amazing. Man. Yeah. All right, well, let's exit the NBA bubble and get out of here. Yep. Um. Been a good show. I can't wait. Two weeks from now, uh, July 30th or the 31st. Whatever. It's one of them days. Everyone else has Google, too. They can all yep. Get your popcorn ready. NBA season is set to return. Cross our fingers. fingers all right. <laughs> well, let's get out of here. Like I say, the balls do bounce, roll, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. For sure. Neither do I. Yep. And neither does this guy. <laughs> you better know that. Later, dudes. I love you.